Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Citizens Bank Studio, welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, still up here in the Mississippi Delta, where I spend a lot of time this time of year. I love it up here. Um, but it's great to be able to connect and continue to celebrate the people who are working so hard in the trenches to make Mississippi such a special place to live, work, and play. Hey, you know, as we uh, enter into the new year, get closer to the new year, a lot of people are focused on, you know, what can I do to try to, you know, take care of myself better. I think everybody has those conversations. And as you've heard me tell many, many times through my story, um, back after my father died, really back in 1979, I went on a mission to take care of myself. So I started walking and running and working out with weights and have not missed a week except for a couple of minor surgeries along the way. I haven't missed a week since 1979. <laughs> I've been totally committed so, you know, up to 40, 50 miles of running and walking uh, a, a week, every single week, and work out with weights two or three days a week, and I ride my bike a lot, and uh, every chance I get. And so I love the, this whole notion of a, an active lifestyle. And then, then the other thing is my wife, Ann, and I have really committed to eating healthy. So we really focus on everything that she cooks and everything that we eat, everything that comes into our house is, you know, the healthiest version possible. So... Big, big part of our lives because I want to live a long life. I want to be able to enjoy my kids. I want to be able to come up here to the Mississippi Delta and take miles-long walks in the woods with my with my kids and grandkids. And as I get older, I'm 66 years old now. As I get older, I don't I I don't want to I don't want to have failing health if I can do anything to control it. Okay, the reality is, with some people, you know, genes are fighting against you, and heredity is fighting against you, and you got to fight back, and that's certainly my case. I've got I got some bad genes lurking inside me, and I've got to be very, very aware of this. Um, but one of the things I really enjoy doing is bicycle riding. And as you've heard of my past conversations with our next guest, Bart Luther, um, Bart is so dedicated, and uh, I love following him on social media and the work that he's doing to to really bring this sort of bicycle culture to coastal Mississippi through his business, uh, Biloxi Bicycle Works. And I thought I'd invite him back, and we, we'll catch up. You'll, you'll learn again about his business and what his passions are, and uh, the kind of the kind of work that's happening all along, really all over Mississippi, really to encourage uh, safe bicycling and something that that Bart is certainly very focused on. So, without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Bart Luther back to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Bart? Doing great, Ricky. It's a fantastic morning in the bicycle shop, and. Uh, like you said, that spiral of health and fitness really does bring a lot of happy people into my shop that have found what you have found. Um, and then on the other spectrum, I have people exploring this. You know, I think, like you said, coming into the new years and coming into the holidays, we naturally start thinking about things that we want to accomplish that following year. Um, and so I get a lot of interest. And I'm trying to really focus on the coast, uh, people on the coast of setting reasonable and obtainable goals that are also fun, something that you want to do and not something that you just feel you have to do. 
Um, and bicycling fits right into that. And of course, the Mississippi Gulf, Gulf Coast fits right into that too. There's so many good opportunities for people just to take short rides and feel good about themselves. And as you know, that that you know med- that 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 rolls, and then people start doing it more often. And like you said, uh, eating better and stuff. But sometimes it's just the little things to get them started. And sometimes there's nothing more fun than taking a bike ride. And sometimes there's nothing more easy than when you get home from work rather than, you know, checking the mail and going inside and sitting down and watching the news, which is something important too. But just taking five or 10 minutes for yourself and taking a bike ride around the block. And what that brings to your life is so much health, fitness, happiness, and community. And it's very easy to attain. So if you were to read uh, the book that Haley Barber wrote after Hurricane Katrina, there's a there's there's literally a chapter in the book, and it's America's Great Storm leading through Hurricane Katrina. And I had the the honor of writing the forward to the book, but in the in the book it it spells out the incredible debate <laughs> that ensued about the Ocean Springs Bridge and and, and by in the relationship by the way of whatever was going to happen with the Ocean Springs Bridge was also going to happen to the Bay St. Louis Bridge, and so. So there's this huge debate, and it really came back to whether there was going to be a bike and walking trail on the bridge. And uh, there were certain leaders that said that's the most ridiculous thing that you have, you know you would ever want to do. And you know, I wrote, you know, the Sun Herald wrote, and I personally wrote about my observations during that uh, debate. And I was on the governor's commission, so I was I was in in front of a lot of uh, conversations about it, but. I remember a conversation I had with Haley Barber once. He said, Ricky, you know, have you have you really stopped to, to understand the grade of this new bridge? You know, what it what a I think ninety-five feet or whatever it is, what what the grade would be. No one's gonna walk that. No one's gonna drive that. And I said, Haley, I, I hear you, man. I do. But listen, I've talked to a lot of people who have been through similar debates like this on bridges just like this. And they said that it will be a magnet for people, and we we they will use it, and it and and we need to do this. And eventually, he kind of he kind of gave in and said, "Look, I'm all in. We're gonna we're gonna figure out how to get this done." And, and one thing to, led to another, and lots of different conversations and you know, solutions were were discussed. But eventually, we got what you're talking about today. And so. If you look at if you look at like some travel websites that rank attractions in coastal Mississippi, for visitors who come here, the Biloxi Ocean Springs Bridge is often in the top five of attractions. I mean, who would have thought that? Right. And now, and then, of course, then the city of Biloxi and Ocean Springs had to wrestle with. Wait a minute, we've got a parking problem. We've got to we've got to solve the parking problem. One of the beautiful drives on a bike that I do is coming from north of, of uh, Biloxi Bay across the Popsbury Road Bridge down to the beach and then the boardwalk along the way and then, you know, past the Bow Revage and through downtown and then on up to the to the, the peak of the bridge right. where I can stop and just look. And you take that almost every day, don't you? I do. That's that's my commute just about every day on my bicycle. And it really starts my day off in a wonderful way. And it finishes my day off in a wonderful way. But what I also do is I see people using that bridge every day to do the same thing. You know, not only just commute, but exercise. My mom walked over the bridge yesterday. She's in her mid-80s. She walked over the bridge 
and went to lunch at the Palace Casino and then walked back. That was her day, and she enjoyed it. And in her 80s, she says, my job is to stay healthy, Bart. And that's one of the ways she does it. But it's not only for her health, but it's mental, uh, physical health, but mental health. She said, Bart, when I was walking that bridge, I appreciated life. And she looked down over the city of Biloxi, and she said, she said, what an awesome place for my son to have a bicycle shop. And then when she walked back over the bridge the other way, going into open spring, she looked down at that tree canopy and she said, what an awesome for me place for me to spend the later years of my life. And so not only she was getting exercise, but she enjoyed it. And, and for me, there's a social aspect to it, too. Every day when I ride that bridge, I see people that are happy, that are doing something good for themselves. And I talk about that upper that that spiral. You see someone picking up a piece of trash off that bridge and you see them smile. It's not work. It's like, we're, it's it's so good to have that. And I think that bridge, it, it connects cities. It connects, you know, one side of the coast with, with the other. So I say Ocean Springs, Jackson County, and, and Biloxi. But it's also going to help us become the city of the future. That bridge is going to connect two great communities to help spark economic growth. And economic growth in a way that it, it feeds the, the people too. Um, it's recreation. Uh, for me, it's transportation and it can be mixed so easy and without that bridge. So thank you to our leaders. Thank you for everybody to put that bridge in because that really is going to be a savior to the coast. Not that the coast needs a whole lot of help because this coast is beautiful. But when you can mix two cities like that and see, I see the smiles every day. It's fantastic. And it's low hanging fruit. It's, well, here's you know, the thing. anytime something you do low hanging fruit, it's, it's good for everybody. After Hurricane Katrina, um, tens of billions of dollars had to be invested back in the coast of Mississippi to help us rebuild our infrastructure. And some, there are some projects still underway as we speak that relate back to a storm that hit 18 years ago. But it takes a long time to recover. We've done a great job. But one of the great stories of the recovery effort and how we spent the money so there's two aspects to the bridges, and this is true of the Ocean Springs, Biloxi Bridge, as much as it is true, again, for the Bay St. Louis Bridge. And that is, first and foremost, we needed to build back a structure that would not get destroyed again during the next hurricane. So the, this, this notion of, the, of the, the role that transportation infrastructure plays after a storm, you know, you don't want it to get destroyed during the storm because then you don't have the ability to, to bounce back fast enough. That's what resiliency is. Resiliency is the ability to bounce back quickly. We built back bridge. We built bridges that are going to sustain the next storm and we'll have them back. And while there may be, you know, debris and other challenges that hit the thoroughfares that lead into those, you know, not having to rebuild those bridges again, that's a really, really big deal. And the other thing is simply the aesthetics and the contributions to the community, like the, the walking and back path, uh, bike path, like the lights that are on the bridge, like like the, the artwork that's part of both of those bridges. You know, the aesthetic is really important because that's what makes it this great attraction as well. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Bart Luther. His, uh, his, his uh, contribution to cycling in this state has been uh, well documented, and we look forward to continuing this conversation after we come back from the break. We'll see you after this.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Coming back to you from the Delta, from the uh, Citizens Bank studio. Love to have Citizens Bank as the primary sponsor of the studio here at the Ricky Matthews Show as we continue to celebrate so many wonderful people. And I really love Bart Luther's story. Uh, you have uh, you've, you've probably have heard my conversations with him before as we've talked about his uh, entrepreneurial efforts to start a bicycle shop in the city of Biloxi. But he was a well-educated dude doing another career and made this, like, bold decisions to become an entrepreneur and open up a business. Um, Why don't you remind people quickly sort of that decision that you made and no looking back? Well, I I had a great corporate job with a a local company. And, of course, I was uh, an accountant and and much more and uh, a cost accountant for, for Triton Systems. Um, it was hard to leave that company because it's such a good local company. And many of you know they're uh, one of the biggest ATM manufacturers in the United States, and they're based out of Long Beach, Mississippi. Um, but I had a passion to own a bicycle shop. One, because I love bicycles, but I see what cycling does for people. So my big mission isn't to sell a lot of bicycles. It's to get people on bicycles and find health, fitness, and a happier life. And luckily, it has worked. We have a lot of people riding bikes now. And I'm not saying it's just because of me or my bicycle shop, but it does add that vessel. Uh, I do a lot of community rides. So sometimes, you know, like you, Ricky, you take it upon yourself to, you know, ride down and enjoy this. But a lot of people need a network to do that. So um, we're, we're doing a community. We do a lot of community rides. But like on Saturday at noon, we're going to get a bunch of people on cruisers to do a four, five, and six-mile ride right around the city of Biloxi. So sometimes when I'm trying to set those manageable goals, sometimes people don't always want to hear 20 miles, 40 miles, or 100 miles. Sometimes it's it's getting regular citizens to bike. You've got to start with a shorter route. And when I say six, six miles is quite an accomplishment. If you yeah. stretch out six miles, people should feel accomplished. And going into the holidays, it's kind of cool to talk about. So sometimes, let's see, you haven't seen some of your family for a year, and they ask you what you do. And you said, well, I've been riding my bike. And the first question they ask is how far. But when you can come up with a goal that's achievable, like two miles, three miles, it kind of sparks that person to say, well, I might be able to ride three miles. Um, of course, you know, I love these 100-mile rides, but it's just not for everybody. And on the coast, I think that's where we're lucky. We have space. We have friendly people. We might not have a whole lot of dedicated cycling infrastructure, but what we do have is wonderful. And so people can take a two, three, four mile ride from their house to a park. And it just really helps out in day-to-day life. And that's what I wanted to start at as a bicycle shop is getting people on bikes. Of course, I love the high end, but there's so much more to this than that. And and I'm feeling the that love and that excitement in my bicycle shop every day. What I love about what you've done though, and uh, you know, I'm a customer. Um, what what I love about what you've done is that you've got a great selection of bikes. You have a wonderful maintenance shop. In fact, <clears throat> when I, I recently bought, brought both of my bikes, I've got an off-road bike, and then I've got one that's more of kind of an ATV. It can go street or off-road. And I brought them both in just to get um, kind of essentially annual maintenance. I just wanted to get them tuned up and checked out. And I walked into your your maintenance shop, and I was blown away. Um, one of the things, when I was operations director at the Sun-Herald, 
that in our, in our printing press area, I was I was kind of famous for wanting it to be beautiful all the time. I wanted I, I wanted people to be able to go there and, and street clothes and not have to worry about getting ink on themselves or, or without tracking ink out. So you could eat off the floors. And I, I was really proud of that. I think it I think it, it made a statement to kind of culture and the kind of quality newspaper that we wanted to have. That's the way I felt when I came in your maintenance shop. Just you could eat off the floor. It was so yeah. organized. That is one of our goals. And I love to walk people into our maintenance shop candidly, not prepare our mechanics saying, I'm going to walk a guest in. They know I walk people in there all the time. And I love when people can feel confident, meet their bicycle mechanic, tell them their needs, and then have that repair done in a timely manner um, with good communication. And that's one thing I've really strived. Of course, you know, selling new bikes is something we do, but I also want to let everybody know bicycle repair is a thing. And people care about it. So if you have a loved one that has an old bike hanging in an attic, believe me, it's there for a reason. It might be collecting dust because they haven't taken time to take that bike down and get it repaired. Or maybe in the past they haven't been able to do that because, as you know, on the coast there's very few bicycle shops. So we get overwhelmed very quickly. Um, I've kind of gone over and above to make sure I have a highly skilled staff, a very efficient uh, processes and be able to stock parts where I can get people's bikes back to them fairly quickly. So your loved one's bike is hanging there for a reason. Surprise them by getting it tuned up. If it was something that they could easily part with, if they didn't have an emotional connection, it'd probably be gone. It's there for a reason. Fix it up for them. Let's get them out riding. And what I, what I loved about it, I'll just share a quick experience. So I, uh, one of my bikes that I have put probably a thousand plus miles on, um, when I, and one gear, when I paddled, paddled really hard, it would slip. And, but otherwise, it was fine. It was only kind of in that one gear and only when I really paddled really hard and it would, I'd feel the slip. And I, you know, I forgot all about it. I didn't even think that was part of, you know, that was a major problem. And when I brought it, I didn't even point that out as it being a problem. But what Luther's team, what Bart's team immediately realized is that I just needed a new sprocket. So they, they put a new sprocket on whatever you guys call it. And the other thing is I didn't realize that, that um, chains can get a lot of buildup on them. They can also wear out. So what I've noticed about the kind of lubrication that you guys are using, it's, uh, you know, you have a silver sprocket now, not one that is, uh, looks like it's been oiled to heck and back with a bunch of sand on it. And, and it's important for the chains to be clean as well. And, um, and that, you know, that, I should have looked at my other bike and seen, yes, that's the way it's supposed to look. I just rode it so long. I just got used to looking at it like that. But that's a common problem, isn't it? It's a very common problem, and it's overlooked. And what it does is it creates a grinding paste, especially if you, you, know, you think you're doing the right thing by throwing some WD-40 or something on there. That, in our, in our area, that picks up sand and grit that naturally is on our sand, on our beaches, on, on the road. And that turns into basically sanding paste, grinding everything down. So even though the bicycle is a fairly simple apparatus, it still is a mechanical apparatus. And just a little bit of light maintenance uh, and, of course, some quality technicians that can recognize the problem can really turn that around. It's also a lot cleaner. So when your bike rides good, you want to ride it more often. And if you think that your bike's not riding good and you just hang it up, Believe me, let's not let those things go to waste. Let's get those repaired and get them back to you so you can continue the riding, especially now, you know, it is the Christmas season. So we do have a lot of friends and family coming into town. The Gulf Coast is a great place to explore, 
But when you've got a couple of bikes hanging around and you can get your, your uncle, your, your aunt, your cousins, your grandkids out on a bike and take them for a ride down Front Beach, Biloxi Beach, the Back Bay. Uh, there's so many, uh, Hiller Park, there's so many great places to share those types of experiences. And then you can do something else. We've got a lot of great food on the Gulf Coast. So after a bike ride, you're eating because you're hungry. You enjoy your food better. You have great conversations about what you just did. And then you digest your food so you can sleep better. So it's it, just one little bike ride can take a, maybe an afternoon where you're a little bit stressed and you're worried, what am I going to do with these family members while they're here? And you do something like that, it turns into a special occasion. And it, once again, I'm going to use the, the word low-hanging fruit. All you did was take a bicycle ride, but you also did so much more. One of, one of the things, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to coming out with you guys with my off-road bike to, to, for the uh, DeSoto National Park. Uh, forest uh, ride that you guys do, but that's just an indication of you have the neighborhood rides you do, you have the off-road you know rides that you do, and you have so many things in between. I don't know how you do it all, and you're guiding all of those. Right, right. I, well, I love what I do, and I, I really feel like um, what I'm doing is is touching a lot of lives, and I do get a lot of feedback on that. So I don't really do it for self gratification, but it does make me feel good that I have a small business that is affecting people in big ways. And sometimes not everybody has the same goals. So I personally love bikes. I love everything from a beach cruiser to a road bike, to a hybrid bike, to an off-road bike. And we have so many good places to do it here right on the Gulf Coast. Every type of cycling is welcome. And I'm just fortunate that I do have the time in my life to lead those group rides. I am starting to bring some, some you know, uh, people in to help me with this because it's gotten so popular. Right now, we have a lot of people visiting the Gulf Coast from, from other areas, and they're, they're staying at these nice RV parks on the beach. And what are they doing? They're bringing their bicycles. And you can tell someone how to get from um, Edgewater area down to the casino around the back bay. But if you actually ride with them and show them some of those scenes, show them point cadet and watch someone catch a croaker. That experience is so much better. And I love being part of that experience. So if you are in town or have relatives in town and you don't know where to take them cycling, call my shop. I can either point you in the right direction or I'm glad to give you a free tour of the Gulf Coast. But I would like to expand this and let people know that you know, this is available because I do work a lot, so I can't always just go midday. Um, I am going to break away from the shop Saturday really quick to take a midday ride at Beach Group if anybody so, wants to. So what we're going to do when we come back, um, we're going to kind of break it down. What are all these different bike rides that they're doing? The long ones, the short ones, the neighborhoods, the, the, the Southern National Park. We'll talk about what these bikes are all about. One of the beautiful stories of what Bart has created at Biloxi Bicycle Works is really a sense of community. That's kind of what he's done. So when we come back, we'll continue this part of the conversation. See you after this. and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. And I have my friend Bart Luther, who's really defining sort of a bicycling culture in, in Biloxi. But it's not just Biloxi. I'm sure you've got people 
First of all, you got a lot of visitors that come to your shop, and you got people from all over coastal Mississippi that come to your shop. Um, so while you're located in Biloxi, you're, you're, what you've created is a sense of community that really attaches to Mississippi, don't, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I love bringing the whole state in and neighboring states for it, too. I think we're just very lucky right here to have multiple places to ride, nice community members that, that you know, do understand bicycles, you know, have a place in this world or on the beach. And then, of course, showing off the rest of the, the businesses and economy that we have here, too. So I took a bike ride the other day. We ended up at uh, Paradise Pier in Margaritaville. We were able to walk up onto a beautiful deck, look out over, over it, and everybody had a nice slice of pizza and something to drink. So it was just great showcasing what we have, but getting there by bicycling or walking adds to it because we can all drive our cars to Paradise Pier, but it's so cool. Can you ride your bike, pull on through the back where it's a gorgeous view and walk up the stairs and know you got there by yourself. And then after your pizza pizza, you get to ride back. Not to mention the Biloxi Fishing Pier that we got to see an awesome sunset on. So, And I can keep going with these stories, Ricky. There's just so many places and things to do. So, and it's great showcasing this what we have so on how many different, how many different bicycle rides have you developed over, over time? Multiple. And I'll just name a few off my hand. So, of course, we've got the, the beach cruiser, you know, casino-style inner city rides that we do. Not only on beach cruisers, but we also do it on fitness bikes. So fitness bikes raises that pace just a little bit. Or like this Thursday, we're going to do it at night with lights. And it's at a, a higher, it's almost at a training pace. Um, but then also we do the mountain bike rides out at the DeSoto National Forest. And now something that's got super popular is called gravel riding. So we're riding the gravel roads that people really didn't use for anything. And people are coming all from all over the country to ride our gravel. They've actually coined the term Mississippi hero gravel. It's some of the best gravel and it's right here in our backyard. So it's becoming a popular thing. And of course I try to include everybody. So everybody from beach cruisers to fitness rides on hybrids to gravel bike rides to mountain bikes and everything in between. And then of course we've got a hodgepodge ride that we do on Friday nights. This time of the year we slowed that down. But you see everybody on every type of bike. That's a big community ride. We call the Bluxy Friday Fun Ride. And Ricky, that ride brings in over a hundred riders every week. So this whole notion, we'll come back to the uh, the DeSoto National Forest ride because I want to talk a little bit more about that. But this notion of a gravel ride, um, or, or what are these? Are these county roads that are not paved that you're going out on? Absolutely, uh, Forest Service roads. And we have a lot of Forest Service roads out here that are beautiful. Sometimes when you're on a road ride, and when we say that, we're, we're those guys out in spandex doing a pace line thing. I enjoy that. Not everybody enjoys that. And some people just want to get off the roads, even though we've got some really nice roads to do it on here. On the gravel roads, you don't have to worry about that so much. You know, they're, it's, they're pretty much empty. Now, this time of the year, we do share that with the deer hunters. The deer hunters and the bicyclists seem to be getting along very good. So we are able to get on these gravel roads where it's beautiful trees, awesome scenery, very low traffic. Now, we've even got a hybrid of that now where we call it mixed surface because some of our gravel roads are out and back. We're able to mix a little bit of pavement with a little bit of gravel, with a little bit of pavement, with a little bit of gravel. And we find interesting places to stop and, and, and rehydrate, like Airy Tower Lake. Um, hey, it, hey, I'll tell you a, a, quick, a quick story. Um, as my kids were, were growing up, Ann and me, my wife Ann and me, we would we would take our kids to 
national parks all over the country. And so what we would do, like, for example, if we were to go to Glacier National Park or, or to Yellowstone, what we would do, we'd land and we'd rent a car and we would, we would really focus on the back roads. I, I loved the back roads. And one trip in particular, we, we took from uh, Bozeman and we went, we went north into Idaho. And my thought was to take a gravel road that I had discovered that came back across near the Grand Tetons. And so we're going along wonderful drive. Everything's great. And suddenly we have a, a flat tire on this van that we rented. And so I said, you know, no problem. We'll get it fixed real quick. The jack, the jack for the van did not work. <laughs> so now we're stranded. No cell service. We have no cell service. We're stranded in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, a couple of hours went by. Eventually this guy came in this big dually diesel engine he's from canada and he's coming from the opposite direction and he stops and says do you guys need help and he said yeah man we 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 have uh we have a flat tire and the, and the jack doesn't work he said look well we'll get you fixed up but he said let me ask you a question where are you headed and he said well we're, we're going to go down this gravel road and we you know we're going to work our way back into jackson uh eventually jackson Hole. he said it's a good thing you had a flat tire. <laughs> Guys, these roads that you're about to go on, this, what you're looking at, this four-wheel dually that I have almost didn't make it. And you don't definitely don't want to take that van there. And then not long after that, as we're fixing the tire, this wonderful park ranger, uh, a woman, she, pull, she you know, uh, pulls up and she says, what are y'all doing? I said, well, we had a flat tire. Do you know that where you are right now, there's more grizzly activity here than anywhere else in this region. <laughs> I said, no, we didn't. So you never know what you're going to face when you go down those those uh, those gravel roads, do you? <laughs> and no, it's adventure. You know, and people ask me sometimes, and, and, it, and it changes because it is a gravel road. So after a rainstorm, it's a little bit different, or after the Forest Service throws rocks on, it's a little different. But I tell people, this is part of the adventure. Um, sometimes we've had to go through a little bit of water when the water, when it's raining, the water goes over the bridge. And at first people's eyeballs go like this, but at the end of the ride, we've all made it. Everybody talks about that water crossing. Um, they talk about, you know, going through uh, a little trail rather than a road, you know? So we do, we call it adventure riding. And I tell people yeah. like the adventure is right there. It's right out our back door. And when we're doing these, we have several different paces. So I have something called a race pace. I've got a training pace, and then we have party pace. Now, party pace is one of those rides where we all stick together and we enjoy this all together. It takes the intimidation factor out of it. Sometimes I'll do two rides a day where I'll take the fast guys on a ride in the morning, and then in the afternoon we do the, the party pace. Now, the party pace has been really, really, really good. We've been using an area called the Little Biloxi Wildlife Management Area. No, Parking well. at a little yeah. place called the Advanced Community Center. It is so good, Ricky, and it's so beautiful. Um, Mississippi is a beautiful state, but when people think of coastal Mississippi, they don't think of elevation or plateaus. When we get to parts of this, people said, where are we? I said, we're right here just north of Gulfport. Like, yeah. You, you have these ridges. Yeah, yeah, these ridges. I talk about this on my uh, outdoor show every Monday, just about every single Monday, that our forefathers in Mississippi – were so smart in the amount of land that they set aside for public use. It could be it could be wildlife management areas for hunting. It could be state parks. The national forest services set aside 
so much land for people to be able to enjoy. But if you look at the the amount of land that we have public access to, I had a guy from South South Africa on my show, and and he was talking about in South Africa, all the land is owned by wealthy landowners, and it's a it's a you know you don't have like a lot of public land that's available. And here he said, think about it. Within ten minutes of where you're sitting right now, you could be on public ground and go enjoy it for whatever purposes you want to enjoy it for. If it's hunting season, you can enjoy it for that. There are lakes, there are rivers that that are accessible through public, so you can go canoeing or bike riding, or or you can go to RV parks that are part of the public space. But you know, and then and then the, the, on top of that, the state legislature has allocated millions of dollars to upgrade state parks across the state. So, you know, it's uh, it's something that as a, the average Mississippian sort of takes for granted. We don't we don't realize just how special this is. And let me just point one other out to you. The 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 Pascagoula River complex. The, the this this is the largest undammed waterway in the entire United States. And it is an estuarian complex that is unique in the entire United States. And this right here in our backyard. So, we're lucky to be here, that's for sure. We are. We get such a good mix of visitors riding with local residents. And sometimes as local residents, I think we forget we have all this in our backyard. But when you hear someone coming in from California or Arizona, or right now we've met a lot of people from Michigan, and they're all down here. And when they ride this and tell us how beautiful our own state is and how lucky we have it, we appreciate it. And I get that. People will say, we have to drive four or five hours to get what you guys can get in 10 minutes. But yet... We have all the amenities right here on the coast. Now, I think it's making great lifestyle opportunities for us here, for our residents. But the economic impact of what this can be in the future, Ricky, is incredible. And it's an economic uh, impact that's right here for us. And it's 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 helping. Um, yeah. Of course, I love our casino base and everything we do. But it's, we're trying to get people to stay another day. And when people realize, I can stay at the casino, have a fantastic time, see a show, have a great meal, and the next day go out on a gravel ride, and I don't have to be in a bus for two hours to do it, it's just adding to pizzazz to our coast. And the people that come to do this are the kind of people we really want to welcome to the coast. They're world travelers. They're coming down here. They're enjoying what we have and helping boost our economy, all in a very nice way. And when we come back, we're going to continue this dedicated show to bicycling with my friend Bartley. We'll see you after this. The Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend, uh, bicycle entrepreneur and community leader, Bart Luther. Bart, one of the things in my travels, whether it's to um, you know Spain or Croatia or wherever, certainly New York City, many of the big cities. The whole notion of e-bikes has become the rage. And so there actually is an expectation now, isn't there, for travelers that come here to have access to e-bikes? What's what's your thinking about that? Well, Ricky, it's really an important subject that we have. And 
Uh, every other person coming into the bike shop is asking about an e-bike. And of course, my opinion on the e-bikes is great. It gets people out there. It gets people moving. It takes the intimidation factor away. And there's multiple styles of e-bikes. But what I see is people right now on the Gulf Coast, they didn't drag a Jeep with them. They didn't drag a Miata with them. They have two e-bikes in the back of their motorhomes. And that's how they're getting around. And that's how they want to get around. The Gulf Coast is really posed for greatness with what we have um i've talked to some of our state leaders about legislation because there's a lot of there's a lot of states making legislation uh you know for e-bikes and against e-bikes so i've i've been able to have special counsel since i deal with this on a, on a, a regular basis and i said look let's keep legislation lax so people are, are, are wanting to come down here on their e-bikes and let's make um, let, let's make local law a little bit. If we see someone rolling down the beach at 20 miles an hour where they can hurt someone or something, that's not what we want. What we want people to do is smell the coffee and then come in and buy another cup. And that's what these people are. When they come down, Ricky, they they come by my bike shop and they say, where do we get a good lunch in Biloxi? They're not saying, where do we get the cheapest lunch in Biloxi? And it's nice to send them to, let's say, Mary Mahoney's. And they go down the Rue Magnolia and they park in front of that old Magnolia Hotel and look at that history. And then they walk, they park the e-bikes there and walk into that courtyard of Mary Mahoney's and then get to meet Bobby and hear his stories. You know, that is what people want. And we're getting more and more of that. I'm going to let you on a little secret. I'm working with Coastal Mississippi on some ideas. So luckily, um, I've got some some good contacts there. And we're looking at doing an e-bike palooza. Uh, we're talking about something that could bring a lot of nice people to the Gulf Coast, help boost the economy for a weekend, and also showcase what we have. Because a lot of people that are seeing what we have also want to contribute to what we have. Yeah, um, my, we have I, I, my friend uh, Pete Vacari, who has Vacari Auctions, is you know, the big auto show that ha- happens at the Coast Coliseum during Cruising the Coast, and he's been involved in Cruising the Coast from the very infancy of the of the of the program. He's a he's quite an entrepreneur, but he and his sons, PJ and Michael, are building a VIP RV park at the corner of Cowan Road and Highway 90, and um, and they're 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 making great progress there. There the there's an enormous amount of concrete that's going in there to create the pads, and they're saving the live oaks, and it's just going to be a great fit for where it is. You know, but one of the things that he talks about, one of the things that compelled him and his sons to do this is this notion around snowbirds. I mean, we can, a lot of snow, we get snowbirds for sure, but we can, we, there's such a, what we've seen is that casinos have enabled us to have more of a 365 day a year market. And there's so much more potential for us as we create more venues, more opportunity for people to, uh, to come here. And I think the RV park and his economic analysis for the, for the uh, RV park was that it's going to be really, really popular with, with uh, you know, with the, with the snowbird, and so what that's going to bring, as you just pointed out, is more e-bikes. And you know what a great place. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna stay at your motorhome at the corner of Cowan and Ninety, get on your e-bike, and ride to Biloxi. And I mean, it's just it's just cool that we have that capability, isn't it? We have that capability, and people are already doing it. So that's why I'm working with some of our leaders to to expedite some of the small things to do to make that a little bit safer for everybody and also educate our you know the the, our local citizens that this is going to be happening and and jump on board because it's good for all of us so this is the kind of tourism that we need as you know uh we've got beautiful waters here and 
you know, at times like when the Bonacary spillway opened up and all of a sudden our water quality went down, there's still, uh, there, there's still a product. We can still ride our bikes up and down the beach and go see these beautiful towns. Now, I think, you know, they've done a lot with the Bonacary spillway and legislation there to stop that from happening again. But that's just one case where if something goes wrong, it's sure nice to have another path. And these yeah. people love riding their bikes around here because of what we have. So um, I am working with some people. I'm trying to fix just a few small things. And, and, and it's nice because some of our legislators don't really ride bikes as much, but they do care about it. So they're pulling in people that say, Bar, you ride your bike down the beach boardwalk all the time. What can we do to make it better? And when yeah. you look at some of the big infrastructure projects going on, this could be a small piece of the puzzle dollar-wise that adds huge value. And with these e-bikes, people don't just ride 5 or 10 miles. They can go from Gulfport to Biloxi to Ocean Springs and even further. So they're spreading their, you know, they're, they're spreading their dollars throughout the whole coast and not just one area. And that's what e-bikes really make it fun to do. Well, Bart, thank you for your contribution. I would encourage people to go look up Bart Luther on Facebook and follow him on his, his uh, adventures with so many people that he's in, that he's introducing. And, and not just introducing, but keeping the passion with uh, so many people being brought to bicycling. I appreciate the contribution that you're making. So if you're if you're thinking about a really nice way, low impact way to, to get healthy, you ought to consider getting that bike out of your garage, getting it getting it fixed up and get on get on it and join them in this wonderful social atmosphere that they've created. Hey listen, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate everything you do for the coast and I'm glad that we've got so many leaders like you. You know, seeing how important it is, health, fitness, and happiness for the for the coast because they just make a better place. You bet, my friend. Listen, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.